Hello and welcome to another episode of the Read Between Podcast, the improvised storytelling podcast where we take the internet's weirdest suggestions and turn them into weird, wacky, and crazy stories through the power of improv. I am your only host for today, Evan, and what we're going to be doing today is something a little different. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have a brand new episode for you guys today, but what we do have for you is we do have a little thing we're going to affectionately call the Read Between Rewind. Yes. Uh, So what that means is this is going to be a classic story from one of our earlier episodes uh, that we're going to repackage and present to you here. Uh, Because we know that a lot of people usually don't go all the way back to the beginning of our catalog, but we still want to give everybody a chance to take a listen to some of our older, more favorite stories from from our earlier episodes and kind of present them as uh, here for you guys now. So uh, this week's uh, edition of the Read Between Rewind is coming from all the way back in 2018 from episode 17 uh, with our friend Jeremy Ballin, who guested on that episode. Uh, It's a little story about a uh, a little pay-per-view fight between John Cena of the WWE. And Steve Burns, the original host of Blue's Clues. Uh, a little context for how that story came about is during that time, uh, there was uh, there was talk of, I think John Cena was at the Kids' Choice Awards that year, and he came out on stage in a Blue's Clues sweater, and it sparked debate on whether he was going to be the new host of the Blue's Clues reboot that was in talks at that time. And uh, we took and ran with that, that there was, uh, there was a lot of bad blood between those two, and uh, uh, hilarity ensued, craziness ensued. It was uh, it was quite the spectacle. So uh, so we'll let we'll let the story speak for itself. But uh, get ready for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get to that, uh, just a couple housekeeping notes here. Um, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. So make sure you stay tuned to our feed. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically wherever you fo- listen to podcasts. Just search for the Read Between Podcast. Look for the red banner with the RB, and we're right there. So. Make sure you subscribe, uh, and if you're listening, make sure you leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Uh, that really helps us out and helps us uh, with that great feedback. Uh, one of the other big things we wanted to talk about, if you've been following us on social media, on Twitter at ReadBetweenCast, or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ReadBetweenCast, you'll have known that we're going to be part of the upcoming Lehigh Valley Podcast Festival. Uh, that's going to be happening on Saturday, March 28th. Uh, there's a large no- there's a great number of podcasts that's coming to that festival. We just happen to be one of them. We're really excited to be a part of it. Um, We're going to be doing another live podcast taping there. Uh, We've got some great guests lined up in the works, so uh, make sure you stay tuned to steelstacks.org for more information on that. There's going to be a press release coming out very soon uh, regarding all the details on that festival, including when you can buy tickets, and uh, and we'll have some more information closer to on on the guests that will be joining us, because we will have guests on that episode, so stay tuned for that. Uh, So yeah, make sure you keep it locked to our social media pages, and we'll be sure to update you with that information there. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I think that's going to do it for all the housekeeping before we get into this classic episode. So uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. And we will see you next week with a brand new episode. Thanks. Take care. Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the Read Between podcast, the improvised storytelling podcast where we take the internet's weirdest suggestions and turn them into weird, wacky, and crazy stories through the power of improv. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan. I'm your other co-host, Lynn. And joining us today as our third guest storyteller here on Read Between, he's a good friend of ours. He is a Lehigh Valley improv comedian. He's uh, he's performing every second Friday at Steel Sacks with his team, Cat Sweaters. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jeremy Ballin to the show. Welcome, Jeremy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for being here. Thank we're you. We're really happy to have you on. I've been... Such a fan of yours for years. We've worked together in power hours and stuff yeah, like that. And I'm it's a fan of yours, and I'm a fan of Read Between Podcasts. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh, so for those who may not know who you are, you want to tell them a little bit more about yourself? 
Sure. Um, I'm Jeremy Ballin, and <laughs> I uh, do video for work, and I've got two little childrens, and I do improvised comedy currently with the team Cat Sweaters. Yeah. We used to be on Improv Comedy Power Hour, and now we're doing uh, the two-show show with Flumper Narfs. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you guys were you guys were one of the longest running Power Hour teams. I feel during I think the entirety of Power Hour, you were together like two years during that run, right? Yeah, they were, and and I actually joined um, later in it, but I was always jealous that I wasn't in it. Such a good team. I liked <laughs> it, them so much. It felt like you were like you were one of those members of like like Kiss or something that joined later in the band, and it's like, oh, you're the fourth guy. The yeah, other three that, that's how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely how I feel for yeah. sure. But hey, you're you're an amazing improviser. We're so happy to have you here. Yeah. It's, this is our third guest storyteller episode. Both oh. of these, the last two have been great. So you got yeah. a lot to live up to. I know. I I, I heard. I'm, <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> well, hey, we we trust you, and we uh we think you're gonna do great. So awesome. So uh, for Jeremy and for those who may be new to the show, uh, what we do here is in the first half of the episode, Lynn is gonna go through the Reddit subreddit, not the Onion, which has a whole bunch of headlines. Of stories that uh, the headlines are so crazy that you think they were actually on The Onion. You think they'd be fake, but they're actually real. So, Lynn's going to give us a couple, and then we're going to decide amongst ourselves which one we want to uh, dive in and tell the story behind. Awesome. So, uh, Lynn, you got some uh, you got some stories, headlines for us? I do, I do. Okay. How's, how's Not The Onion looking this week? It's alright. It's okay. It wasn't as good as the other day, okay. but that's okay. It's still pretty good. Um, okay, so the first one. Man dressed as Elsa from Frozen pushes Boston police wagon out of snow. Ooh. Oh, boy. Um, I see a tiny thumbnail, and he's a very big man, fitting in a very tiny costume. Did they make Elsa costumes that big? I didn't I, didn't I mean, that's realize. like that's like a, a meme that went around for a bit, is like older dudes... Dressed as Elsa. Dressed as Elsa. I've seen it a few times on, on the internet. Is that is that a meme or is that like something that got out of a bad corner of the internet? So like, I'm not sure. I don't I don't like go in the depths of the internet. I just yeah. kind of skim the surface. Good to stay away from that. But uh, I, I have definitely seen big men who may or may not be rather hairy dressed as Elsa. <laughs> oh boy. Just saying. Um, next one. Steve from Blue's Clues wants to fight John Cena for hosting Job. Oh, for Blue... Oh, is that for Blue's Clues? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, skinny little Steve Burns, who's oh, like, gosh. he's always been very tidy. He wants to fight John Cena. Fragile looking. Yeah. <laughs> he's so, always been very small, so... Yeah. I, oh. John Cena is one guy... I don't care how nice he... I don't care how nice he is. He will still... Fuck you up. I don't. You, you can be as mean as you want. He's gonna still fuck you up. He'll he'll like smile as he's like punching you. Yeah. It's that man is scary, even in jorts. Voodoo dolls of bosses improve staff morale. Study finds. What? <laughs> so like, if you make a voodoo doll of your boss and you poke it a little bit, you feel a little better. Wait, corporate America is really weird. Yeah. Jeff, I feel like this is a product of Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. <laughs> um, definitely not human resources. Yeah, yeah. Karen from HR would not have a good, good time with that. I can tell you, uh, just by looking from where the link was from, it's not a U.S. article, it's a U.K. article. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so there so, you go. So Tesco. <laughs> so it's Tesco. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, so we've got Elsa helping the policeman out of the snow. Yes. We've got... 
uh, Steve from Blue's Clues wanting to, or John Cena wanting to fight Steve from Blue's Clues no, the other way around. Steve, wants Steve to wanting fight to fight him. John. And then we have the uh, the voodoo dolls in the office. Yes. <laughs> okay. What's your pre- what do you like out of those three? I just I let the guest and you pick. Ooh. I just give you the options. Well, you know what? Let's. Why don't we have the guest pick? Today? Okay. Oh, Jeremy. Thank what are your you thoughts, guys. and what do you? That's a lot of pressure, but I... <laughs> could you could you read the whole uh, Steve Burns uh, the headline headline again? Let me sorry. I, I know they were fight. He was challenging him to, to fight for hosting duties. Is that for yeah for the hosting job? Because I think they're bringing back Blue's, Blue's Clues. Clues, and I guess John Cena's up for he like the hosting thing. He was at like Nickelodeon's Upfronts, I think, recently, oh, okay. and he came out in the in the green shirt and was like, ah, da, 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 and did like a audition. So oh, I see. Yeah. So it's a it's a case of John Cena stepping on the turf of, of Steve, uh, Burns. Steve Burns yes. and vice versa. So now his retaliation would be, I see. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a good plan. Um, and the other one is that, that Elsa helps a policeman out of the snow. Yeah, yeah. He, he pushed a, it was a, um, a man dresses Elsa from Fo- Frozen and he pushed a police wagon out of the snow. Yeah, I think, I so think not I just caught, like a policeman, just I, like a wagon. I think I caught the video clip. It was like, it was stuck in the snow. It was like this, it looked almost like a mail truck, but it was oh, a okay. police wagon. It was more like a paddy oh, wagon. Oh, like a little, sure. Yeah, yeah. He was pushing it out of the snow. It was deep snow too. Oh, these are both really good. They're always so good. This yeah. is a good. Uh, I'm gonna say Steve Burns. Steve Burns right. and John Cena. Because you like wrestling, I and do. I like children's television. <laughs> Our two favorite things colliding. This worked perfectly. Oh boy. So as we as we all know, Blue's Clues was a show that ran in the 1990s on Nickelodeon with Blue, uh, Blue Dog that was like that was animated, 2D animated. That would uh, that would help children learn different things, and Steve was the host, and mm-hmm. he would also help children learn. Um, and as we all know, John Cena is a uh, well decorated uh, WWE superstar with uh, sixteen world titles to his name. So children also love John. Children Cena. also love John Cena. Oh. Children love blue, and they also love John Cena. It's that blue and green combo <laughs> you can't ignore. <laughs> so um, so when word got out recently that Blue's Clues was going to be rebooted. John Cena, um, in his home in West Newbury, Massachusetts, was sitting. He was sitting on his uh, on his throne, made of um, made of headbands and jorts, and he was thinking to himself, "You know what can I do to make children like me even more? Because they wear my T-shirts, they wear my headbands, they wear my armbands. They go they go see Ferdinand still in theaters, I guess." Yeah. I'm not plugging for no free ads on this show. <laughs> Ferdinand is not getting plugged. They they like to buy his tiny little towels that he carries around in his back pockets. That the yeah. That he throws into crowds. <laughs> he yeah. So he's like, what else can I do to endear myself to children? I know. Audition for a reboot of a show that that happened twenty some years ago, and then people will continue to like me for the next twenty years. Cut to a dark apartment. In Lower Brooklyn, <laughs> a single light is lit in the corner. Steve Burns sits alone. He turns on Nickelodeon from his thinking chair, and he sits down and begins to watch the Nickelodeon Kids Awards <laughs> and sees John Cena get on stage dressed in the very outfit with which he made his millions. And of course, as John Cena comes out, you hear, bah, 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 bah. 
But for like for, for Steve, it's more like in minor key because to him everything is just falling apart. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> just like slowly, just spiraling down the toilet drain, just like oh no, just seeing everything fall apart. And like the thing with Steve is that he would love to you know go and try and get his old hosting job back, but we all know that Steve was uh, let go due to uh, hair loss. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, that's actually true. That's very true. It's he very started true. losing his hair, and Nickelodeon was like, bye. Um, he was also not well-liked at Nickelodeon, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, and they were like, hey, uh, don't let the door hit you where the good lord split you. Um, again, that's true. Good. That's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, but but Steve, he's he'd actually been working for years to get back into Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. And Nickelodeon didn't even know it. Um, years ago, when uh, when Nicktoons became a thing, Steve actually went undercover into Nickelodeon's animation studios and got a job as an animator. Mm. And if you've ever like you've heard the stories of like in Disney movies where they'll have like hidden penises in the mm. background of all yeah. the movies. Is he drawing penises everywhere? Steve got hired as an animator on SpongeBob SquarePants, and okay. every episode he worked on, if you look really closely in the background, you'll see that there. There is a very clear penis in the sky because you know how like the sky looks like flowers, but actually you'll look around if you look closely. There's some penises there. That was his doing. He was under a pseudonym of I, I think it was like Dale Dale Dickland was was his name. And and Dale Dickland was never caught, but as a signature he put a teeny tiny Mister Salt and Mister Pepper, also very <laughs> phallic, in the corner. Should anyone discover the penises within, they would know the Banksy stylings <laughs> of Dick. Dick. Dick Lin, what was his name? Dick Dickland. Dickland. <laughs> Animator extraordinaire. Oh my god. And this continued not only on SpongeBob, but over numerous shows over a five year period. As told by Ginger. Um, yeah. Wild Thornberries. Wild Thornberries. He actually did it into the uh, animation of the name of Clarissa Explains It All at the beginning. Oh, oh man. Which preceded him slightly. But because yeah, because yeah, I know they did like remastered versions for DVD. Yes, for, like DVD, that's when he, and yeah. that's when he did it. Yeah, they was hired as a contractor for it, but yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's kind of like shitty that he was doing that, but Terrible. also um, work of genius. Yeah. Just like no one ever has been as talented yeah. as Steve and look was. how well uh, Spongebob did in some of these other shows I yeah. mean the success yeah. is due unquestionably to Mr. Dickland yeah. oh yes so so as we cut back to the Brooklyn apartment and we see Steve in his thinking chair uh, you hear in the background very faintly you just got a letter you just got a letter you just got a letter check out who it's from and you see a letter just slide. The letter slides underneath his apartment door. Here's your mail. <laughs> <laughs> he gets up. He gets up. All the beer cans on the thinking chair he fall kicks, off. He kicks them off. Kicks them off. Walks over. Picks up the letter. Huh? He opens it. And it's a video. John Cena. John's just in the video just saying, Steve, how's it going, my man? John Cena, 16-time world champion here. I just want to let you know. Man, I love your work on Blue's Clues, but your time is up, my time is now, and I'm going to be the new host of Blue's Clues. So, I'd like your blessing, 
and uh, I'm gonna need to see Blue as soon as possible. So, so, so get her over here. So Steve takes that letter, tears it into shreds in a fit of very slow, angry, and weak rage. Throws <laughs> them in the air and says, "Alexa, call my uh, agent." Yes, Steve. <laughs> Listen to me. It's me, Steve Burns. You watching the Nick Kids Awards right now? Yeah, I'm watching the Nick Kids Awards, Steve. What do you want? So you see that effigy of me, that John Cena piece of garbage up there pretending to do my dances, pretending to move my moves, sing my songs? John's talented. What are you going to do? He's a talented guy. He's big. He's strong. The kids love him. You got to understand. The kids love him because they're scared of him. They're terrified of him. He's a bully. And I don't stand for any bullies, so I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, agent, special agent. I am going to fight that man to the death. Oh, really now? Really now. Well, uh, looks like, uh, looks like I'll have to set something up here, because this is going to, oh, this is going to make some money. Uh, yeah, it's going to make a lot of money. So you're going to need to set up a fight to the death ASAP stat. I'm going to call up HBO pay-per-view right now, and we're going to get something set up. So uh, oh. you just stay by the phone, Stevie, and I'll get back to you soon. All right. I'm going to just sit here and flex a little bit. <laughs> Bye. So the fight was on. Steve Burns, John Cena, fight to the death. And this, is, this was no fake fight. This mm -mm. is a real fight where they're duking it out until one of them is dead. Um, they, they shopped it to numerous networks. First they went to HBO and HBO was like, you fucking kidding me? Hell no. We got Sesame Street on here. We're actually like trying to be good. So just, we, we have both ends of the spectrum. We've got boobs and sex on Game of Thrones and we have Sesame Street. We don't need, we don't need those two worlds colliding. But Steve wouldn't, would it let up and he wrote them a very strongly worded letter pleading his case, stating that they had shows such as Sopranos, and other shows with plenty of violence and that they should let him fight his fight. And they, they finally relented and they agreed. Under the condition that John Cena then got a five-picture deal with HBO Films after it was over. And Steve, Steve wouldn't get anything. So Steve knew he had to get ready for this. So he started training the only way Steve Burns can. Gently. He went down to his rumpus room where he had... All sorts of those inflatable sandbag-weighted uh, clown things. Except instead of the clown face, he cut out pictures of John Cena and gently taped them to it with two-sided tape that kept falling off. So he then glued them permanently. <laughs> and he and he also had you know how they had like in the old uh, days those wrestling buddies oh, yeah. where it was those little little figures that you could like wrestle with and sure. like and they have John Cena ones. He actually he would buy he bought like fifty of those. And would just train, slamming them up in the ground and just against walls. Just, this is as close as I'm going to get to slamming him right now. And just throwing him around, putting him in chokeholds and everything like he that. He bit off a couple ears on them. He did, yeah. he did. He got very talented at that, yeah. I would say. He also got staph infection from eating the <laughs> <laughs> The one question I have, though, if he was in an apartment in Brooklyn, how did he, how did he afford a space that has a rumpus room? Actually... Steve Burns purchased an old auto garage <laughs> okay. and turned it, it had like two it was a garage and then two uh, like garden apartment style buildings on the side mm -hmm. with a center open area and he had it 
in a very hipster fashion remade into like a modern cool house with a uh, geranium what do, what do you call the uh, space for uh, plants to grow oh, in uh, and stuff in the middle like uh, it like has anium arboretum no it's an arboretum something like it's, that uh, he, he, it, there's plants in the middle yeah, of his house yeah. like he has an outdoors in square in the okay. middle of his house okay and uh, it's in it's in Brooklyn and from the outside it still looks like a garage Wow. So totally so there's plenty of room for it. Yeah, complete, oh, it's very assuming. Very. But you would assume it was a garage. <laughs> uh, he also gets a lot of people coming by like late at night with their like beat up Toyota Corolla just like, Hey! You open I got I got this broken down. Yep. You gotta fix it? And he's like, Sir, no, you're gonna have to go away. <laughs> he eventually had to put up a sign that said no auto fixing here. <laughs> Even though he kept the sign up that says auto garage. Just because you like the aesthetic, yeah, and it's yeah. Brooklyn, it so retro, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, so Steve's still playing room for a rumpus room. Yes. So Steve's been training for months. However, John, John, on the other hand, uh, didn't take his opponent as seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know John Cena. John Cena is an enormous man with enormous muscles that can deadlift hundreds of pounds. He can squat over a thousand pounds. I think last I've wow. heard. So he's like, ah. Eh, I'm just gonna sit and watch watch television. And you're gonna sit and watch SpongeBob. He watched he. That's what he did for three months. He watched nothing but SpongeBob SquarePants. And actually, funny enough, he was fascinated by searching for all the hidden penises oh. that he had no idea were done by Steve Burns. And he and he he looked through and he's like, "Oh, there's another penis." Yeah. Next episode, look at that. There's another penis. And he'd be sitting there with his wife, and his wife is just. What are you? What are you doing? And yeah, absolutely. And he, his wife kept wondering why he kept over seasoning his food. He's, <laughs> so much salt and pepper on all of the food that his poor wife made, and she thought that maybe she wasn't seasoning them well. And it really broke her heart a little bit. Little did she know it was the subliminal messaging from yeah. from SpongeBob that was causing him to over season his food. But this caused a little bit of a rift between him and his wife, who felt that he was a little bit distant, and that the seasoning of his food was was a. An, an insult to her uh, all the work that she puts into his career because she gave up her career mm-hmm. and here he is a big popular wrestler on places like the Nick Jr. Awards and uh, <laughs> and she's at home just cooking up dishes for him yeah mm-hmm. she she gave up her career because his wife is actually a wrestler mm-hmm. she so right. she gave up her career as a wrestler so her husband could continue to be a wrestler yeah man it's so jelly bag Sanchez was no more <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, she, she, Jellybag Sanchez was a star in Lucha Libre in Mexico. That's right. You, you just, you, you heard, you heard of names like Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, and yes. then Jellybag Sanchez. <laughs> Those were the three most popular names in Mexico in the late two, in the early two thousands. Her name is how she got you. Just standing in the middle of the ring, Jellybag. Can you just say it one more time? Just, just slowly this time. And then all of a sudden, she'd pull out of out of the back of her tights a jelly bag and just slap her opponent <laughs> in the face. That was her finishing. That move. was her finishing that was her move. Finishing move. Technically, it should get you disqualified, but in their in the, their case, the ref was like, "What? What? Yeah. Okay, they're down. One, two, three. That's right. So. And when John Cena saw her performing, he got these hearts in his eyes that were started out as small hearts, but then they became big hearts, and then small hearts again. Then they went to big hearts, then small hearts again, and then 
uh, went to Big Hearts and they made like a truck sound like like that kind of thing. And she saw him in the audience and she said, you, you will be my man. And uh, and yeah, they've been doing great ever since until today. Until today. When uh, when just a few days before the fight, Jellybag Sanchez couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And she filed for divorce. Yes. It left, it left John devastated. Just but crying and yeah. eating ice cream. Why did you leave me right before my fight? My big fight. My big fight with Steve. How am I going to beat Steve without somebody in my corner? And, you know, Steve, and John was despondent. He was, he was just depressed. Yeah. There was no getting him out of his funk. However, Steve, over the course of four months, he put on 25 pounds of muscle. Yes. 25 pounds of pure muscle. Mm-hmm. No steroids, nothing. Just all natural. All natural. All steak, steak, potatoes, and throwing around car parts. <laughs> because even though he converted that auto garage, there were still parts in there. So he was lifting bumpers. He was throwing rims everywhere. You know, that's that's how you work out in an old auto garage. You're just throwing around parts that are left around. Yeah, and if you go in there to this day, the 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 rumpus room is still filled. With all sorts of car parts with John Cena's head on them. A bumper with John Cena's head. A tire with John Cena's head. Another tire with John Cena's head. Over there's a tire with John Cena's head. Where'd the fourth tire go? <laughs> he actually ate it. Because he, he got so mad at one point that he just ate the tire. Because he was, I'm so mad at John! He just had to eat the tire because he couldn't look at That's it right. anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is why there's only three tires. Yes. <laughs> so, so, fight day arrives. Steve is looking jacked. Oh yeah, he's looking ready to go. And John, in the span of three days, John has gained twenty five pounds of fat <laughs> from eating nothing but Ben and Jerry's and pizza, and all of it is in his neck and his tummy. <laughs> so he's still pretty ripped, uh-huh. but he's also very Buddha ish. Yeah, he's got sort of a dad bod going on yes. without without having children. Yeah, and his hair got like curlier and long uh we never really get to see it get very long but it's like he's got like a curly 70s um welcome back cotter haircut (laughs) (laughs) so they both make their entrances john makes his typical but of course the whole time he's coming out he runs out of breath by the time he runs out from behind the curtains he, but he comes out to the ramp. He's like, <gasps> he can't. He can barely lift the little towel up in the air to show all. And the instead kids. of throwing it, he's just dabbing himself. He's just getting he's all the sweat off sweat. of him. Yeah. So <laughs> he doesn't run down the ring like he normally does. He just calmly walks. He just calmly walks, tries to save himself. Yeah. And he tries to play it off as like, no, I'm just stoic and badass. Yes. Yeah. I'm risking my life for kids' television. Right. What are you doing on the couch? <laughs> So he makes his way, to, and then Steve, he actually come, he comes out, he comes out to like this badass metal music. It's like, it's I'm talking like Slayer. He comes out to Raining Blood by Slayer, and he's got a baseball bat with barbed wire in one hand and a steel chair in the other hand, and he just screams at the top of his lungs when he comes out. He's just, and runs down to the ring, throws the foreign objects inside, and slides in, and gets right up in John's face and just staring him down, all wild eyed. Just I'm coming for. And meanwhile, John Cena's just staring back, and it's like a sad puppy. <laughs> like, you just kind of want to pet him and tell him it's going to be okay, but also, like, he's about to die. Yeah. So that would be a lie. 
and the audience has been following along with what's been happening to John Cena and they're very sympathetic to him yeah so uh, the tables are really turned on the audience's favor and they uh, empathize so much with John Cena and they really detest uh, Steve Burns because they feel that he drove them to it even though they don't even know that he actually did drive them to it they just blame him Mm -hmm. because the way that the media spun it so we're all expecting people to be proud of Steve for standing up to the big mean bully and the tables have turned on Steve and he's the piece of garbage he's the monster that's the bully now yeah it's amazing what happens in three weeks on Twitter (laughs) Twitter videos and tweets will just completely change his opinions absolutely he periscoped eating the fourth tire (laughs) (laughs) It got like a million. It got like a million live it was views. Like, like really popular. Yeah. People called an ambulance. They thought he was for sure going to die. Yeah, and he was really bummed out because initially he had tried to vine it, uh, yeah. but vine was gone, and he ate the whole tire for nothing. <laughs> and then he, he tried to do it for Instagram too, but then he realized, shit, I only get like a minute and a half. That's not enough time to eat yeah, this whole tire. No, he needed more time. So he, when he started the periscope, he was like three quarters of the way done with the tire. He's like. Well, I already ate the face, so... <laughs> no, now I'm just eating right. Now you guys just watch me eat a quarter tire. <laughs> What's the point anymore? <laughs> so, so they're in the ring. Bell rings. Fight begins. You know, Steve starts off going at him with some haymakers. Just oh, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Right to John's face. And John's, John's just trying to cover up because he's just like, I'm, I'm not expecting this. This is not what... I'm not used to real punches. <laughs> My fights are scripted. <laughs> And the audience is boo, boo. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's very rare in this case to hear John Cena being cheered that much because typically it's like very half and half with him. Like with wrestling fans, it's you either hate him or you oh, love him. So sure. so in this case, it's like they're all behind him. So yeah. so hearing that like that vo- that those boos on, on Steve just gives Cena this like this burst of energy, and he's this will to fight. So Cena comes back, blah, blah, just starts punching him in the gut. Punch him in the gut, kicking him in the gut, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Steve is Steve reaches down, pulls the steel chair, bam, hits scene in the head, smashes him right in the head, and then he grabs his side table drawer and he he takes it out and he asks him, "Hey, side table drawer, what move do I do next?" And he goes, "Do the punchy, do the punchy." So he brings over the side table drawer right in front of him, and everybody's wondering what's going on. And John Cena's not even moving; he's just depressed, man. And he puts down side table drawer. Side table drawer extends the drawer right into John Cena's nuts. Oh. And the audience just gasps. Oh. oh, man. And then he says, I'm the Steve I never fail. I'm the Steve I never fail. Here it comes another whale. And he kicks him in the nuts and he goes, whale. <laughs> And then he takes out his thinking pad and he draws a whale. And it's really cute and plump and it looks like a different hand drew it. (laughs) And then, because of course his thinking pad is this magical pad, this whale that he draws flies out from off the pad into real life in the middle of the air like Free Willy and then lands right on top of John. Splat. Splat. And John is just... John is beaten down. It's it's only thirty seconds into this match, and he's already he's already looking worse for wear than he's ever looked before. Yeah, and the audience looks like the 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 crowd at the Hinderberg. They're all just crying and broken hearted and holding one another. Yeah, it's tragic. And 
and John's just thinking to himself, man, all of this over just a, a silly kid show? I didn't think it would come to this. And at that very moment, from the crowd, jelly bag Sanchez <laughs> run in. And she says, John, take these jelly bags. And she throws <laughs> jelly bags at John. John catches the jelly bags. They give him strength because he knows there's still love inside. It's like Popeye. Yes. <laughs> Instead of spinach, it's jelly bag. But he did eat one of the jelly bag. And she said, no, don't eat the jelly bag. Hit him with the jelly bag. <laughs> he rises to his feet slowly. There's triumphant music for some reason as he as he gets taller and taller and his tummy gets a little tiny bit smaller but it makes like a sound effect and goes whoop and then he looks at him and he says Steve eat a jelly bag and throws a jelly bag right at Steve's head Steve tips over as if on roller skates blackened and his ego bruised he stands up slowly and says, don't hit me, mister. Don't hit me. I just want to be Steve again. I miss the kids. I miss the my friends. I miss Magenta, you know, the neighbor's kid. I miss them all. Come on, Johnny Cena. You're taking all I got. And with that, John looks at Steve and says, you know what? I don't think I ever really wanted this gig anyway. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was for me, but... But now I realize I'm actually where I should be, in the ring, in front of crowds, in front of these people, doing what I love, fake wrestling. That's right. And as he turns around and the crowd is so happy and, 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 and feeling wonderful for him and showering him with flowers, Steve slowly rises behind him picks up his thinking chair and smashes it over John Cena's poor head. <laughs> John Cena looks around and goes, what? <laughs> and then falls asleep in the thinking chair. With that, they thought that John Cena was dead. Like, he wasn't moving anymore. So they were like, all right, well, I guess we have a winner. And so they go on stage and they, they hand Steve the, the contract. And Steve is looking it over and, and reading over the, the contract. And he goes, you know what? I think I'm just going to go make music with the flaming lips. <laughs> And then he just throws the contract on John Cena and walks away. When John came to, he saw the contract. He looked at it. And he said, I'm just going to go be with Jellybag now. <laughs> and he walks away from the contract. And that's what led to the open casting call <laughs> for the Blues Clues auditions last week. <laughs> Wayne Cohn of the Flaming Lips sees this, goes down to audition as blues, for Blue's Clues and suggests that they change the art direction a little bit of the show and it becomes a very, very psychedelic H.R. Puffin Stuff-esque <laughs> 2D animation of multiple eyeballs and spinning twirlies in the background. Lots of pinwheel play and all sorts of shenanigans take place on Blue's Clues these days. <laughs> And Nickelodeon executives who were in the audition looked at him and were like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. It works. That works. The kids will love it. Yeah. Approved. Big old stamp right <laughs> on top of the script. <laughs> the end? And that's how we got Blue's Clues and the Electric Spectacular Wonderful Machine Time. <laughs> Episode one. Coming June 2018. <laughs> <laughs>
Holy shit. That was oh my a god. that was a roller coaster ride. Oh my god. I was sad, but then I was glad. <laughs> it ended it ended up working out for everybody. Everybody was battered and bruised, but they left happy. So Except Whoa. that tire. That yeah, tire didn't make out. That so tire. Well. R.I.P. Fourth tire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hashtag hashtag fourth tire lives on. <laughs> Periscope, you can still find it in some places. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Well, 